Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And tonight's show is going to be you. Uh, we, we'd love to have your calls. We hope to be able to handle as many calls as possible tonight. I have a few announcements to make, but you can call right away. The studio number is 718-683-5858 to ask any questions you want or to talk about any topics you're interested in relating to Kashmir's kosher food, Kosher Fest, which is tomorrow and Wednesday, anything you're interested in the in that entire area. Um, you can text us at 347-927-8398. Again, texting is 347-927-8398 or call us now. 718-683-5858 to discuss the kashras issues that you're interested in, whether it's the halacha, a question you want to tell us, a story happened, whatever you're interested in. There are a number of things I will make announcements about, but let's start with that. Again, call us 718-683-5858 or text 347-927-8398. Before we hear from anybody calling in or texting in, let me share with you a few pieces of information that came about. And also, we'd like to let you know that tonight we're dedicating the show to L'Zeich Nishmas Frimit Bas Shimshin Menachem. She was a true ace Chayil. Her outside is tonight. And what's important to us also is that she, uh, her, her family sponsored our website, which is called uh, Bug Free Kosher. Dot com. That's not a joke. That's a real website. Bug free kosher. This way it sounds. B u g f r e e kosher at. Uh, I'm sorry. Bugfreekosher.com, and you can go there anytime and get the latest information that we've had in the magazine regarding insect infestation. We constantly updating that. So that's the first important thing. And then I'd like to make an announcement. Let's see if we get a chance to discuss any of these announcements later. There is a, an announcement that there has been a, um, a merger between the OK Labs, which is here in Brooklyn, and the Heart K, which is Rabbi Avram Teichman in Los Angeles. It's a very interesting phenomenon. I've never seen anything. I'm watching 35 years. I haven't seen anything of this nature. I've seen where organizations were bought out by other organizations, but I've never seen a merger, especially on this level, as we're seeing here right now. Uh, how it's supposed to play itself out, I don't know. I can just tell you that as soon as I heard about it, which was on Friday, so immediately I sent an email to both Rabbi Teichman and Rabbi, um, and Rabbi Levy, and I asked them how this is going to work out, what, what are the, what's involved with it. Um, and I also offered to have them on our show. But so far, just a couple of days, we haven't heard back from anybody. Hope they'll be able to hear a little bit more about what this all means. One thing it means to us is you see that the OK is approving of the Heart K, and the Heart K is approving of the OK, the two responsible organizations. And obviously, whatever the symbiotic relationship they have between each other, it's going to be something that obviously is going to be a win-win-win for the kosher community. And we'll see more about it whenever we discover that information along the way, maybe a few days, a few weeks, a few years, I don't know. But anyway, that's one piece of information. And we'll take the other one after with this caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. Can we help you? Hi. Um, I was wondering what's this coffee creamer. They say O-U-D on it, 
but it says lactose intolerant and like it's dairy free. Right. So the the problem is the difference between um, the halacha and the American government's law. In the government's law, this is not called dairy because to be dairy, it has to have milk. It can't be called dairy if it has a component that came from milk. So uh, calcium stearate, which is probably in this thing, is milchiks, according to the halacha. According to the government, it's not milk. It's a derivative from milk, but it's not called milk. There are laws that govern meat products, milk products, and this doesn't fall into that category. So for the non-Jewish person, milk-free is very important. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the lactose intolerant or the person who would be who would be the the stearates, the calcium stearate, they would be allergic to that. They you know or something else that that was dairy or whatever. Actually, not calcium stearate. Is that what it is? I'm not sure. Whatever. One of the things is that maybe it's maybe it's lactose. I don't know. Whatever is in there, they definitely have a dairy ingredient. Oh, casinate. I'm sorry. Not stearates. The stearates are a kosher issue. It's calc. It's it it's it's uh, casinates. Casein is a product of um, from milk, and the caseins are in there. Sodium casinate. That's the word that we're looking for. And it would be uh, it, it would be a problem for halacha, but it wouldn't be a problem for the government. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're certainly welcome. Thank you for calling. We have another caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. Go ahead, please. You're on the you're on the air. Could please uh, turn down whatever you're listening Hello? with. Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Um. Are Oreos O U or O U D? Are they D E or? Okay. So or are they made with we, milk? We get asked this about every couple of weeks. Anything that says O U D, and it doesn't have an ingredient that you think is dairy. You may be wrong, but you don't think that there's anything that looks like it's dairy here. You have to call the OU and ask them that question. Their oh. telephone, one second, their telephone number is 212-563-4000. That's 4000. And, and you have to get through to the right department, Kashmir's department, and they will tell you, uh, uh, they'll put you in touch with the person who gives the kosher, who controls the kosher certification on that product. And they will tell you whether it is dairy or dairy ingredients, dairy equipment, or whatever it is as of now. And the situation might change in six months, and they recommend that you call back within six months. Okay? Okay. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening. You're on Kashus on the air. Can we help you? Uh, me? Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, okay, I wanted to ask you, um, they have a crackpot on sale in Costco, for example, and it's digital. Why do I have to find out if I could use it on Shabbos or not? I, I, how, could you, how could you use it on Shabbos? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 what do you mean by using it on Shabbos? Everything can be used on Shabbos, but it's turned out before. What, what do you mean by using it on Shabbos? And I'm saying, how, how do I know if I'm allowed to use it for Shabbos? I'm I'm a little oh oh for for Shabbos. Yeah. You're talking, but what's the digital got to do with it? I I'm just thinking maybe um, like yeah, in other words it goes on it goes off. Or, maybe oh you're saying the, oh you're saying it adjusts on Shabbos. You're saying right. Oh oh oh. So that I really uh, I I I don't think it sounds mutter at all because uh-huh. because what you're doing is 
uh, when you remove the pot or the thing inside, it probably will light up. It, right, it prob- that's what I was oh, so worried then, about. Then, then you can't. Then you can't. It's it's right. called a psikresha. A psikresha means that uh, that it's definitely going to happen. Literally, in psikresha means cut off the head. And, and, right. the, and the Gemara has talked about if you cut off the head of the chicken and say, I didn't want to kill it. I didn't want right. it to die. Can you do that on Shabbos? The answer is, of course not. Because the implication, when, once you cut the head off, it's going to die. So here, when you lift this off, it's going to happen. Every, every time it's going to happen. Not sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's not random. It's going well, to happen I, should every find, I should find out if the, it, that's what's going to happen but if I remove it the doesn't make any part. sense. The only, thing, only, only other possibility, I don't know what this thing is, but the only other possibility is that you set it and it somehow just has a setting. Just mm-hmm. like if you have an oven, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's on a certain setting. Uh, sometimes it's, it, it's reacting. Now, every, everyone with or without the, um, with or without the, uh, the digital, when you remove your pot, obviously it, the heat is still coming in. But mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily, in, in most of our uh, crock pots, or I, I would assume all of our crock pots, and still till this digital one, which sounds very interesting, until that, uh, basically, our crock pots are still producing the heat, but it's not producing more heat. It's just right. constantly going. So if mm-hmm. it, if there's something on, it gets hot. Something off, it gets hot. It doesn't get hot, but if it, it, it but the the heat is just constantly coming. Maybe this is affected by being on there and being taken off. In which case, it will be called a psik ratio, and it's also to do it on Shabbos. So I don't know how it works, but if that's what it is, it's also. I right. Thank just, you. I want just to add something about it. You know. Okay, you're familiar the, with it. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar. You've seen this. You've know, seen it. You've seen this one. Uh, you, you see it, today most of the new gadget, let's say new, new uh, even in a just regular warmer, become with a digital uh, machine. Machine instead the mechanical thermostat. Right. It's a digital. So in this case, basically, it's acting exactly the same like the old one, but it's a digital. The question is, though, you raised, if you take the part, if the sensor, if they have extra sensor for this, that it's uh, determined the, the, the that you don't have or yes have. But this is this is what I know that the regular uh, crackpot with the digital, it doesn't have. It's only uh, the new. Uh, it's a new uh, style to sell today to the customers. Yeah, you know, but the question is, does it is as a change? Sensor, exactly. The, the sensor, sensor, or even just the numbers. If the exactly. numbers go, uh, change the numbers. That the you numbers, numbers normally is by timer. You just set the timer on this. Mm-hmm. This what what is good about this digital the uh, mechanism, digital digital controls, that as uh, the option. There's timing in uh, on it, you know, not what the regular with the old one, the the crackpot, the regular used to do timer outside of the crackpot, uh, you know, they plug into a timer and then that's working. But the new one has a timer inside, mm-hmm. so basically you can control the timer. You want to shut it off and or start it on in a ter- different time. So you have to check it uh, with with the manufacturer. That's the best thing to do. Right, that makes sense. Okay, okay thank you thank so you much. Thank you for calling in. I, if you find any more about it, let us know. I've never seen this thing yet. Thank you. We have another caller. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hello. I noticed that Pepsi products have now a diamond K instead okay. of a Huff K. I'm going to comment, in the, comment in on that. Just one second. Let me just tell the people if they want to call in. The <coughs> some lines are open. 718-683-5858. Or you can text us. We have a few texts coming in already. Text us at 347-927-8398, whatever your interest is. 
the, the studio number, 6718-683-5858. You know, the Pepsi has not changed the Hashkacha. Pepsi is still under, as far as I know, Rabbi Chalap. And okay. when you saw the Diamond K... All gen- the Pepsi products, Mountain Dew and, and Sierra okay, Mist, no, they I'm all have the... I no, saw I'm it in Walmart, and then I saw in a no, I'm gonna explain kosher to you. store, Chavke. No, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain it to you. The, the, there is, there, in sodas, you have the syrup and you have the bottling plant. Some mm-hmm. companies own all their bottling plants, and some of them you know, don't own their own bottling plants. Some of them they own, some of them they, they have licensing, so they don't necessarily produce the soda. They, they give the soda um, like you would sell it to a franchisee, so they're selling their, the, the syrup to this bottling plant, and the bottling plant is putting out the soda and then selling it. So all that Coke or Pepsi is going to get is, I assume that's the way it works, that they're going to get the, um, they're going to they're going to get the, the, the they're going to get the, uh, the, the 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 sale of the of the uh, syrup, but that's all they're selling. And then the bottling plant bottles it. Now maybe there's a different arrangement in the dollars. Maybe it's like you know the gasoline companies. I don't know if you know it. But the gasoline companies are two types, two types of arrangements. You can go to a gasoline station, and the price is fixed by the gasoline company, and sometimes the price is fixed by the store, by the that 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 gas station. So same thing here. You you can have. I'm not sure the arrangements they have with the bottling companies, but the bottling company is not the same as the company that made it. So what we've always told people is that if it's really that product, meaning it's Pepsi or Coke or one of those well-known brands mm-hmm. that there can't be any fooling around with, then yes, even though the bottling is no hashkochan at all, you could use it. As long as it's in the United States, it's not a as long, So as long as it's in a store in the U.S., it's not a problem. Right. But, um, and but, a store but, but, like Walmart, words, not a 99 cent store. But what you're looking at is two different <clears throat> bottling plants. Mm-hmm. One with the Cuff K was bottled in a plant that has Cuff K certification, and that's why Cuff K appears on it because everything that comes out of that plant has to have their hashkocha. And the other plant is under the Diamond K, which is a gentleman from Rachmiel Lieberman from uh, from Boston. So that's his hashkocha on that particular bottling plant. So you mm-hmm. can go; you might see on the same. And you shelf, mean a store might just be buying from a different bottling plant, right? Getting but all their getting stuff the from same, somewhere but else. They're getting a, but they're getting a bona fide. Uh-huh. Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola product, but it may not have the shkocha. Sometimes you'll find with no shkocha on, and we tell people they can use it as long as mm-hmm. it's made, bottled in America, and it's one of those major brands, but not something that, uh, and they know that the product is kosher. So it would say bottled in the U.S.? It's going to tell you. Or I have to check that? It has that? to say on there the number of the, the specific plant and where it's located, because for health reasons, they're, they're, the FDA requires it. Every, it's on every single bottle? Every single mm-hmm. bottle, every single bottling company. <clears throat> they have to do it. Okay. okay. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for very calling. much. Thank you, Colin. Okay. Hello, Yaron Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Oneida Silverware has a policy that if the silver place comes off, they, re- they redo it for you. Are you familiar with the process of any problem with the Kashmir? If they use it with, with other trays of, tra- of silverware or what? I'm not sure. I don't really think I heard you. Can you repeat it again? Which company? Oneida Silverware has a policy where if the silver plate comes off the silverware, you send it back to them, and they redo it for you. Wow. Any, 
Are you familiar with the process? Is there any problem with kashas? Uh, my, friend, my friend, let me tell you something. I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust it at all. It, you know, th- there is a uh, very interesting. Uh, I dealt with the knife companies. There's a knife company that 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 uh, that will sharpen the knives, and he explained to me how it's done. And boy, he's a from man. I would, I trust him, but I I wouldn't trust anybody else in the knife business. And what happens in these things? that you giving in your knives to be honed, to be put on this sharpening. And then no, no, they send it back to you. But their hashkachas require that you do a small koshering, uh, putting it on a blowtorch for a short t- period of time. Otherwise, they won't let you use it because you gave it over to non-Jewish people. Also, when you put on that, that thing, you may have to toivel it again. So I wouldn't go for this route at all. I mean... What I would do, if you wanted to do it, and I'd do it for nothing, I would do it, and then I would try to get rid of it somehow. But I definitely wouldn't trust it. Al Takashras, at the bare minimum, you'd have to kasher it and toivel it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what I would ha- that's what I would say. If you, you might feel confident that they're going to return to you yours, but I'm not confident about that at all. Because I don't, cause the control, even if the control factors are good, I'll pee a lucha, I don't know if you're allowed to do it. I, I would not trust it. I would require it would require, as far as I'm concerned, kashering and toiveling. Mm-hmm. So if you do it, I think it's better to find a way of doing it and then get rid of it. Okay, thank okay. you very much. Call to bye bye. All right, you're on kashers on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hello. Just go ahead. Yeah, um, just a quick question. Does the EO's chapstick need a hachsher? Which chapstick? EO's chapstick. It's spelled E O S. I don't know the name of chapsticks. They're all the it's same. It's like thing. flavor chapstick. Okay. So I recommend that 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 uh, people don't choose flavored chapsticks. They should choose the regular plain flavor because because what's happening here is uh, if you put it on right before you drink something, it's going to get into your system and you're going to taste it. So right. I don't think it's right to do that. Uh, all flavored chapsticks you should stay I, away from. I would recommend it again to say it's usher. I can't say that because you're not inge- intending to ingest it. It may be accidental, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It may even be kosher, for all I know. But mm. it, I would recommend that you avoid that. And by the way, you can. I suppose plain Vaseline works as well, and they have little little uh, packets of Vaseline you could carry around too. So if you wanted the, the, that way out, if you wanted Dafka use the chapstick, it, it works better for you. You, well, you like it better, whatever. So just try to get the uh, unflavored one. Or the other alternative is not to have it within a couple of hours of uh, an hour or so of eating or drinking, and you know rub it well, something, and uh, it will dissipate. You won't. Uh, nothing's going to happen. Okay, thank you okay, so but much. Smelling it or whatever it is, no problem. It's just that when we take a hot drink, it's, you know, right away, right. And then that's it. Okay, thank right, you. Okay, much. thank you. Okay, we'll take a few. Uh, we have a couple of calls. We have more calls? Okay, right. So you can call in now, 718 683 5858. I want to take a few of the texts, uh, but I, I want to um, also mention something of a completely different ma- nature. So if you have one minute before anybody calls in, good. Otherwise, you can call 718-683-5858. I just wanted to inform the public that something that I was working with very, very hard has come to somewhat of fruition. And it's very important for you to know if it affects you or it affects somebody that you do know. 
uh, we've mentioned on the show a number of times, I don't want to get lost in it now, I just want to give a piece of information, that there are a number of people, girls in particular that I was working with this year, and even a boy, but mostly girls this year, uh, had tremendous difficulty getting into yeshiva high schools. There were five girls that were not placed. They had been, I, I think they were like 10th graders or maybe they were 9th and 10th graders, but definitely some were 10th graders. And they were not placed into school until two weeks after Sukkot. That means from the beginning of September until two weeks after Sukkot, they did not walk into a Jewish class, a Jewish school. They were kept out because they weren't accepted. Now, not, nothing wrong with that. Every school has a right to do whatever they want. But as a society, we have a problem. The problem existed in, in uh, Lakewood, and the Mashkiach, Zazan Gesund, did a lot to be able to alleviate that by forcing the schools to take the girls in before they even opened up. I don't know if we can affect that, but I suggested that a meeting be set up, and it was set up. They did have the meeting, where most, of, if not all, of the base Yaakovs in our Flatbush Borough Park area attended. I don't know if Williamsburg, I don't know, but there was a lot of schools that were there, and it was said that we have to have a program where if somebody is expelled, it, 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 there has to be some kind of uh, effort to, to go through a certain central person, not going to give her name on the phone, but there's a, on, the, on, the, on the radio, but the, on our show, but, the, uh, but there is a, a woman who is involved with the girls, and she has to be informed if you can't keep the kid in the school, and she will try to help get that child into another school. And this is being, uh, by paid outside the school system. Private individual is paying this woman to do this work. And, and you should know about it, and if you don't know, you can call Base Yaakov in Borough Park, and they will tell you the person who handles this. Or if you contact me, I'll tell you the person who handles it. So if your person is having problems in school, they're not being kept in, they're sent out, and there's no one, no opportunity for them, yes, there now is recourse, and the schools are getting the message. We Baruch Hashem, we had a very, it was a very successful meeting, and the women who are running the schools realize that they have responsibility for the girls who don't fit into their schools. How it's going to be resolved every, with every child, I don't know. But there has to be this kind of an answer. And if you need to find it, try Beisak of, of Borough Park and ask for the person in charge or call me and I will put you in touch with that woman who handles this kind of a, a, a situation. I don't know who handles the boys, but I did hear a name so that the same thing applies. And it, 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 there are people, you should know, there are people who are working to help these kids get into school. I was involved with a couple and, and uh, I, I know there are other people doing it who are Rosh Hashanah or basically doing it all the time. So that's wonderful. It's anyway, very, very nice, you know, that we tried to do it many, many years, to do to do yeah. build, and we didn't succeed. No, no political it's, game. No, but the, but the point it's, is, right now, there is a setup. Whether it, uh, will, 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 it'll follow really, through really or not, really I don't know. Really I'm, really I'm, I'm planning on, in April, to reactivate it again, make sure that everybody gets uh, the meeting again. Okay, go, really Yeah, we have calls here. We have, let's go. You're on, you're on Cautious on the Air. Can I help you? Yes, I want to know, what's the process of cleaning fresh blueberries? Well, I don't, at this time, have that process. I, I wish I did, I don't. So, is it usable? Are you allowed to use fresh blueberries? I, again, it, the word, is it allowed, 
depends who you ask. You have to ask your own rub. I don't want to answer these questions on the on the radio on the our show because it's uh, not it's not fair. There are different people. Uh, you, if you ask different people, they will tell you different things. I okay. can give information when something comes up. If I have like Rabbi Dovid Goldstein on, he'll tell you whatever he says and nothing. But I don't want to make a decision for everybody in the world. It's really you. You you have a rub, and if it's not the rub. You go to a cautious agency that you rely upon, and they will answer you. Okay, at thank the, you. At the present time, I personally am not using them. So it doesn't mean to say that I'm right. Maybe somebody else is right. Okay? Before we take any calls, I see I have a lot of calls, but I have to answer some of these texts, which are very important. Somebody asking about halls, different cough drops by name. Call the uh, Star K or contact the Star K or go to their website. Star K is at 410 Four eight four four one one zero, or go to their website star s t a r dash k dot o r g, and they will have information about different cough drops. They have like a like a re- recommended list, and I don't have a in front of me, so I couldn't help you. Um, somebody said, "Can I use non-kosher toothpaste for my baby?" That doesn't sound like a nice idea. Um, we you you mean maybe that it's not kosher certified? If you can avoid toothpaste with glycerin. Then you're in good shape. If you want to get with hashkacha, there are some sensitive ones, but sensitive ones uh, that are put out by Adwi and by others. So uh, t- Tom's a main. So there might be something that's suitable for your baby in those uh, from those companies, and you wouldn't have to come on to anything that may not be kosher. Uh, there are people who are makpid um, for uh, for taking this in your mouth, and there are other people who are lenient. Uh, Rabbi Belsky is one of the Machmirim, and there's a group of people who are Mekilim. So again, uh, this is a personal thing. You can ask a Rav, but a baby has two parts to it. One is, baby's relying on you, so you should try to do the best in terms of getting kosher if you can. And and on the other hand, the baby um, is, uh, I don't know what you call baby, but whatever the age, usually if you're saying baby, so then I'll pee alocha, there is no Isa for them to use as something that's not kosher, that of this nature for sure, that are born in the worst. But uh, you probably do the brushing, so I would suggest getting kosher toothpaste if you can. If you can't, um, you know, you can call, by the way, the pharmacies, and they'll be able to tell you which brands are kosher certified that might be appropriate for you. Then I see I have here an important question. Is the K a good kosher symbol? I see it on Jello brand and Active, Activa Yogurt. So now I don't know uh, those co- those products, uh, who was certifying them, but the K is not a registered symbol. It means that anybody could put a K on. You don't have to be Jewish to put a K on. You don't have to be kosher certified. It's it's just that you're claiming that the product is kosher, or else sometimes the K represents a uh, hashgacha behind it. Very often, especially on Jello, I believe that they're using non-kosher gelatins. Uh, from non-kosher animals, and the rabbis who certify it consider that to be acceptable because they say that it's a gelatin, it's not the actual meat from the animal, and the piyalocha, they will claim it's been changed. We call, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's called nishtane. There's a shayla of whether achshavei, and there's a shayla of whether it's nishtane or not, and there also is a question of whether they did it properly, that they removed all of the busser from it, all the meat from it. So I can't uh, help you with it. We don't accept a plain K for something like that. 
And uh, definitely the yogurt is going to also have the gelatin in it. It's called, they write on the outside kosher gelatin, but it's not kosher according to halacha. The only kosher gelatins we have are a few companies that have beef gelatin, one one or two, and the other is fish gelatin, all with an OU or other hashgacha. So if you don't, if you see a plain K on something and it says kosher gelatin inside, don't use it. Okay. Um, I, is somebody else said, oh, I got another, a few calls. Let's take the callers. Let's take the callers first. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Uh, is it recommended to have the hot water in a house filtered or not? Definitely. Wait, I mean, you live in Brooklyn or Manhattan or you live in five boroughs? Yes. Yeah. In all the five boroughs, you have to have your, your water filtered. I, I mean, this is not a, this is not a, uh, it, it's, it's not a voluntary thing. I mean, m- most people hold that way. Most cashless organizations hold that way. There are those, of course, who say you don't have to, but uh, the OU requires it. Uh, many of the uh, Hashgachas require it. Uh, and again, there is always somebody who's poskining this way and poskining that way. But yes, you have to have, um, you have, to have a filter because there, is a, there are a certain amount of bugs that we call them copepods. That's the name. And they're in our water. The question is, how many? I don't know. There are definitely a bunch. The question is, um, can I take a little drink without it? Does it shyless? Yes, Garov. But the basic, the basic thing is we put it on the filter, on, the, on our sinks. Uh, all the cash agencies required in the, in, the, in the places where they produce food. And uh, uh, it, it's a very simple thing. It's an easy filter. It costs $15 takes a second to put on. Changing the filter takes about a, a half, less than half a minute. And uh, it's, very, it's very simple. Now, there's no, there's no uh, difficulties involved in it. If you have a problem, you can call us or, or we'll send you to the people who put out the easy filter, and they'll help you with it. Okay? I'm referring mostly to the hot water. That required, too, because it could be the bugs get killed okay, in the so, hot water. Okay, so but that was established in the very, very beginning. The hot water, it's not a question of the kill. Them. They're definitely all dead. No, you won't find a live one in there, no matter how hard you look. You'll never find a live one. They have mm. to be dead. But they wonder, they're, they're, not, uh, they're, they're definitely all dead. But they are what they call crustaceans, and they don't disintegrate the same way a fish would or something like that. So they, are, they, they don't crumble, and they stay whole and intact. And, the whole, and, and all the people who dealt with it when this first came out, maybe 10, 15 years ago or something, so they 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 uh, they dealt with it. They saw that the that these things are not called crushed, and they don't. There's no heter of relying it. It may be a sniff lahakel, like you're saying. It might be a possibility that that's like a backup situation, a heter on certain situations. But if you're asking me, can you rely on that? The answer is absolutely not. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Okay, we have another caller. Go ahead. You're on. We get the other call. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Jet dry. It's a liquid that you put into the dishwasher. It keeps the, the dishes more dry. Besides the paddle, it used to have OU over years. Lately, I don't see OU on it. Well, J-E-T dry. Like well, a blue liquid that you put into the dishwasher. Special place for it. Besides the powder. These, the, could I use it without the OU? The answer is you could. But in my head, I remember the company having been... Uh, there was a kosher alert on it. I don't remember the alert. There'd be alert. Was it just lost Ashkocha, 
or there was a technical problem with it. I don't know. So can you give want, me the OU's phone number? I'll call if, them up. Yeah. Yes. 212-563-4000. That's 400. Right, right. And they, they will tell you um, or you know why they dropped it if there's right. a real thing. But basically, I mean, I'm, not, uh, I'm not examining this thing now. But basically, it's not a food-grade item. It's, it's just something that uh, is used as a cleaner. So mm-hmm. a cleanser, a piyalacha, is not edible and therefore can't make anything trafe. Mm-hmm. So in the bottom line is it can't make a trafe. We like lechatchila. This is how my Rebbe taught Rav Vashazim and Zatzal taught us that lechatchila, you should try to get kosher when you're dealing with your dishes. Let's right. say, for example, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're sterling silver. You used to polish it. That the polisher should have the polisher should have a hashkacha. Mm-hmm. The polisher is gonna it, it's it can't answer because it it tastes terrible. Nobody's gonna eat that, and you have to wash it off very well. And there's nothing, so you don't have to worry about it. Al But he felt that when you're dealing with the food, the uh, the kalim, the utensils that we use to eat our food and to cook our food, we should lechatchila. We should try, attempt to get uh, a kosher product to use on it. So again, if, if there was another alternative, I would, I would recommend it to you. I don't believe it could answer. I don't believe it could cause you any problem. But if you want to check uh, on that thing, and if you have a problem, you can call me at the office, and we will check up in our records. I don't have it here, of course. And what's your number in the office? Seven one eight three three six eight five four four. Take two minutes. Three three six eight five four four. Yeah, the secretary will do it on the phone. Take a minute for you. Okay. okay thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, um, we have another another text here. If I only use Chol of Yisrael, is it okay for me to drink almond breeze? I don't know what that is exactly. Which has no dairy ingredients but has an OUD. So again, you're thinking everything. We went through this a lot of times. Maybe the almond breeze doesn't have any dairy ingredients. I don't know, but you can't tell from reading a packaging because when it says OUD, they're communicating with you. Now there are three or four reasons that they might use a D. It may be that there's dairy ingredients. It may be it's dairy equipment. It may be that they have other products on the lines and they might not take, change the lines and they're afraid you're going to have to you're going to have to label it as D. And then if you made the packaging without the D, then you would have to throw away that packaging. We'd force you to throw it away and then you'd lose a lot of money and you'd be angry with us. So there's other reasons, in other words, why they would put a D even if it is nothing in there. But you can't always tell because sometimes what you look at is it, it uses an ingredient like flavors, or anything. And that may actually be dairy. Really dairy. So I can't answer you. I don't know Almond Breeze, what it is. But again, if it's got an OUD, the policy is contact the OU, and then you'll have the answer to your question. If the question is, you're, you use Hall of Israel, can I use a DE equipment? Can I use something that's dairy, the equipment? That There's two different opinions, and you can ask your rover about that whether you should use dairy equipment products. That's something else. That's a, uh, his psak, okay? Um, says, if I don't eat, I'm not going to mention the name here, but a certain hashkocha of meat, but going to a restaurant with that hashkocha, but the meat has a hamish hechsher, does that make a difference? Definitely. If you trust the hashkocha for the restaurant setting, 
and you know that they're using a Hamisher brand of meat and you didn't want to use their brand of meat, of course that helps you. Um, again, it has to be a responsible organization. So, yes, you can, in your mind, differentiate that way. Just like, for example, um, you could trust them on the, on the rest of the stuff, but not the meat. Now, if they cook everything with meat, <laughs> they use the same equipment, etc., then you have no choice. But if, if there is a, you can separate in your mind, you might be more makpid on the hashkachas of meat than you are on the restaurant. That's understandable, because the question is, which ones you're using? I'm not going to discuss these names on our radio show. Before we go back to the callers, and I would like to let you know that there, you can call in now. Our telephone number is 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858. Whatever you'd like to talk about uh, tying into our topic of Kashrus. I mean, I'm going to be back to you in just one minute. You can call in now. And I'm just going to mention a word about our sponsor, which is Glotmart, located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you've purchased in the store. Items that are on sale right now, today and tomorrow, um, family pack chuck ground beef $4.99, boneless club steak $12.99 a pound, blade London broil $9.99 a pound. And um, in some of the grocery items, Hadar chickpeas 15 ounce, 89 cents. Geffen chunk light tuna in water, 6 ounce, 99 cents. Coke, regular or diet, caffeine-free, regular or diet, or Fresca 2-liter, two, uh, two four for $5. That's four 2-liters for $5. Fruity, fruity or Cocoa Pebbles, 11-ounce, $2.69. And at Glatmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glatmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air over J Root Radio. And now we'll take your calls. You can call us 718 683 5858. First caller, go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the Air. Can we help you? Glotmart, you, you, you have to lower whatever you're listening to. Lower what you're listening to. Yeah, hello, yeah. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Hi. Um, I have a question about um, if I wash dishes with hot water um, and I wipe the dishes off, and is there a problem with bugs? Bugs? Yeah. Oh, the, co- the cobra pots. I'll no, I'm sorry? The way, the way Rabbi Own explained it to us back when this first came out, he said that even if you don't dry it off, if you wash it under a regular faucet, especially like on Shabbos, uh, Shabbos is a shiloh from using a filter, so we take the filter off of Shabbos, at least that's what I do. So you, you, um, you, you, uh, if you washed dishes under the water, under the faucet with no filter on, according to a fiber cone, you don't even have to dry it. You just put it down and it'll dry by itself. Mm-hmm. And the assumption is that there are either too few of them to be an issue or that they fall off. 
whatever it is, he said you didn't have to be concerned. Uh, also, some people wash their, uh, brush their teeth and wash their mouth out with water that hasn't been filtered because they're spitting it out. And there's no, uh, and, and in that small amount that you put in your mouth for that, uh, and you spit it out, there's, there's not a concern. That's what, uh, th- th- that's, what some of the, that's what some of the rabbinim said at the time when they first came out. Okay? As far as the dishes are still wet, can I use them? So as far as the dishes are still wet, I would suggest that you dry them off. Because uh, I, I mean, you got, I understand. I, you, no, I do that. I do that anyway. I dry. You could I speak just to your phone if you want to. He's in Lakewood. I don't know is it his telephone number, but you can probably reach him in Lakewood, and maybe he'll answer you and tell you what he says, and maybe have a rov that would answer you locally. But I just know that uh, he had given a big sheer on it and, and went through all these topics then. Who was that again? Revival Cone. Oh, he I had see. a show on uh, Ocean Avenue and just retired and then went to Lakewood. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very thank much you. for listening. Go ahead. You on cut? No? Okay. Let's take another uh, text. You have, if you want to text us, it's 347-927-8398. And if you want to call us at the studio, it's 718-683-5858. We'll take your questions or comments on any topic tying into kosher. Now, let me just check this one. Oh, I think we've, I think, oh, it's all toothpaste kosher. So we went through that already tonight. Um, un- unfortunately, some of them are not kosher. Whether you have to have kosher is, a, is an issue that you can ask your rov. As I said, there's a split on that because you're not planning to ingest it. But a child very often does swallow and even human beings, because something's going to go down, so uh, there is a concern. But what? But when you say kosher, uh, there's different levels of kosher. So, for example, if it doesn't have, if it only has flavors in it, and there's no glycerin, then that's a very small question. Because flavors, even though we we do want hashkoch on everything with flavors, but we went through this on the show flavors are very unlikely to be not kosher. Um, we have a concern, and yes, lechatchila, etc., etc., but here we're not food, it's not food. So the, the, the flavors are not as dramatic. You see in the ingredients something that's not kosher, or you see glycerin, which very often is not kosher, very, very, very often not kosher, and it's a significant amount in the toothpaste, so then I would suggest, yes, you should really get, uh, you should really get uh, a kosher one, and there are a number of kosher ones. I mean, aside from the ones from Israel and from the States here with, you know, Adwe, there are plain companies like Tom's of Maine has an OU. There are other companies that you could find with toothpaste and you'll get something that you like. Why is toothpaste a problem, but, but the, the not to filter water in your mouth is not a problem? Uh, because toothpaste, uh, if it's not kosher, you're going to ingest it. But as I said before, even though the water has bugs in it, these bugs are not in every single ounce of water. So it's very possible you take a little rinse that there is nothing in your mouth that's not kosher. And you're not intending to swallow it. And it would, it would, it's not a psychratia. It's not a definite thing that's going to happen. And therefore, you're spitting it out. And, it, and it, so because of all those reasons, they were make on using plain water
for rinsing your mouth. But toothpaste, if it's not kosher, is a problem. Okay? Oh, we have a few callers. Go ahead. We're ready to take a caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashos on the air. Can we help you? Hey, good evening. Could you clarify what you said that about dismantling the, the filter before Shabbos? Okay. So let me explain. This, the thing is like this. If a filter is keeping out the insects, but we're not allowed to use a, uh, a sieve to separate, you know, to catch the, 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 the uh, it's called boirer. If you're separating, actually, it's different by Marakate. But in this case, it's probably Marakate. You're, you're, you're separating the uh, you're separating the uh, bad from the good, and you're using a sieve for it. So that's that's forbidden. It's a type of boyer on Shabbos. You're not allowed to separate the bad from the good. So that's what you're doing. You're holding back the insects. And also you're getting, trapping a lot of junk that's in the water because New York water is not, is not, uh, does not go through a filter. So you're getting in that water, yes, kind of brown stuff, and who knows what you're getting. In the, a lot of good stuff is being trapped over there. So the, you're really separating it, and you, and you want to do it. So that's Boyron, that's Osiran Shabbos. So some people hold, you must remove the filter before Shabbos. Or if you have one of those filters that turn on and off, so you have to turn it off for Shabbos. If it was left on, you shouldn't drink the water, but you could wash your hands. So that's what we do. If you left the filter on, you can leave it on. No avera of filtering the water for, for washing because that's, that's, that's not... And it's a psikoration to lo and lo There's no concern of our using it for washing our hands. But... If we're going to take a drink with it, or we're going to wash off the the fruits, the foods with it, then it's a different story. Then we really should have had the water drawn before, or we should, or else, uh, you know. But we shouldn't be using a filter, and to accomplish this thing, okay? Because there are many houses that have whole house filters where the water comes in. No, again, okay, okay, okay. Whole house filter is a different story, because you're not filtering it for this purpose. You're filtering it for, filtering it for all the, the needs of the house, and it's it's not something that's uh, you know. So I, I as, as what I understand, I again I don't know the answer to that question. I'd have to think about it. Why ask somebody? I'm not going to say that I know for sure. And if somebody has a different opinion than I do, I don't, don't want to get lost in that. But my guess is that the, that uh, the whole house filter. Is, is not as direct as this is, which I put on for this purpose on my faucet. The house filter may have other benefits, like you're going to wash your mouth out. We just said with washing your mouth out wasn't a concern. You want to get uh, uh, higher quality water. So it may not fit into this category. Again, I don't know. I have to think about it. But I would say it may not fit into this category where it has to be closed. That you'd ask, ask your own rub, okay? Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yes, you're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Yes, hello? Yes, you're on the air. Yes, I, would, I want to ask. I had this Friday night uh, story. I drank, I drank a hot coffee. It was before, before, right before Shabbos. I drank a hot coffee. I just had used a sink for, for meat. And I, I spilled the hot coffee in, this, in the meat sink. One second, one second. But before we go there, you had the hot coffee. How much did you drink? I drank uh, almost a whole cup. 
So then it was cooled off enough. There's no problem. I can, I can be sure for sure that it was cooled yes, off? Yes. No uh-huh. question. Let's go through it quickly together, okay? First okay. of all, your coffee is a cliché. Most people, uh-huh. Paskin, the cliché and the We have hummus. But now that you drank most of the coffee, I'm guaranteeing you it wasn't Yadza Lettuce Bow. My uh, Rebbe, Rav Zim and Zatzal, told us like this. It was Nogeya to Pesach, but it's a very interesting question. For Pesach, do you have to, if a person had dentures, does he have to, what does he do with that? It was chametz on there. What are you going to do? You can't put it into hot water because the dentures would melt somehow. So they, what, what, they, what he said was, when a person takes something in his mouth, it's really not Yatz Lettuce Bow anymore because otherwise you burn yourself. So really you don't take it that hot. That's what he said. If you want to be mock me and say, well, I take a very hot coffee, so it doesn't bother me, and I, it's true, most people don't, but I do. But the, by the time you put that cup down, enough time expired that you would not possibly be Yatsa Lettuce Bow. So there is no Shiloh. What should you have done? You have to wash it out. Uh, just like sh- if there's anything left of the stuff there in the in the sink, so then you have to just put a little soap on it and wash it off in the cold water. And afterwards, you can do what you want. But as long as everything is removed, there is absolutely no Shiloh here that you'd have to kosher it in any sense of the way. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I you're certainly it. welcome. Go ahead. You're on kosher's on the air. Can I help you? Yeah. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. I want to find out grapes. What are you supposed to do for grapes? Oh, well, we go through this a lot. Grapes is like this. I'm going to tell you the opinion of Rabbi Vaya, Rabbi David Goldstein, which is the right-wing opinion. If you have somebody who tells you otherwise, call a kavod. I'm not going not to uh, get involved. Everybody says grapes need very heavy cleaning. This is what Rabbi Vaya recommends, and one of the reasons he's yeah. re- one of the reasons he's recommending it is because we want to make sure that you don't have any problems. We want to remove any insect. We're not telling you to check. We're not telling you to do anything other than washing. But here's what you have to do, according to them. You take the grapes. You have a cluster. Break it into small clusters. Take it. Put it into water with a little bit of soap. The soap doesn't have to be real soap. Real, it could be, you know, uh, it could be a, a, a kosher uh, soap that you use for dishes, but it could also be a fruit wash or any kind of thing like that, which takes this stuff off. So you put that little bit of that in, and you sp- and you move it around a little bit, and you keep it in the water for three, four minutes. Then you take these bunches out, put them under the faucet, and wash them off, and then do the same thing three, two more times. Means three minutes in the water with the soap little agitation, under the faucet. And then a third time, three minutes in the, four minutes in the, uh, in the water with a little agitation, a little soap, and then take it out and put it under the faucet. It's been washed three times, it's been soaked three times, and then you're good to go. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. it it's obviously, okay. obviously, they cling pretty well. Uh, we're dealing with a thing called, uh, we, 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 we're dealing with, uh, with uh, mites, and it, they don't seem to come off easily. That's the point. 
So it, this is, uh, they're not only mites, other things too, but once we got past the uh, once or two ice washing, I think you're still dealing with mites. It could be, a, I, I, there's no aphids there, but there's some, there are some kind of bugs that could be still on the, on the, the vine also. But we don't tell you to take out the, the grapes off the vine. Keep them on the vine, just, but just make smaller clumps, smaller, smaller clusters, okay? Okay, thank you. If you're confused, you'll look it up in my book. We have it in the magazine. Take care. Did you just say also about celery, what to do for celery? Celery, you have to see once in your life tunnels of the, of the leaf miner. We got it in the magazine. If you, if you contact us, we'll try to get you a copy or whatever. So we can go on the web, but if you go on the web, you can go just like leaf miners. If you, you have to see once celery with leaf miners in it it's a trail and the trail is not straight it's circuitous it moves around different directions it doesn't it's not a direct line and you could see that trail in the celery and it and it you'll see it like you follow it it looks like a real trail inside there is the insect there's little black things that's the leavings that's what he uh, the waste product which is a kapia luck, it's us to eat it, and he's us to eat. So you have to cut off a big chalik of this celery, and it's usually recommended not to even eat that piece. But how many thing, pieces you're going to find like that? Very, very, very few. But it could be that you could find a bunch in one celery. So you have to look at it, but you can't imagine this unless you see it once. And that's why you have to get a picture. If you take Rabbi Baya's book, is good. Rabbi Vaya's book is uh, called Birk, is called uh, uh, Bedikas Hamazon. It's written in English. It's uh, twenty five dollars in the bookstores, I think, and it, it's a, a pretty clear pictures description of what to do. And he talks about the different countries: America, Israel, and Europe. Those three different sections, and everything is explained for you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. You're certainly welcome. Take good care. Take now, uh, we have a few texts, and if you want to still reach us, you can try 718-683-5858, or you can text us at 347-927-8398. Just want to let you know that tomorrow is Kosher Fest and Tuesday, and we're announcing the winner of our Mashkir of the Year Award. It's somebody that's not far from this uh, area. He's not in Brooklyn, but he's not too far away. He's in New York State, I believe he lives. He, he lives and he works in, uh, in the tri-state area. And he's being awarded $1,000 tomorrow at the Kosher Fest. If you're at Kosher Fest, be sure to come by. The award is going to be at 1245 and finishes at 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll get a chance to meet him. It'll be the first time that I met him. Uh, we had spoken on the phone, and I interviewed a lot of people, and I, and I selected him from all the other mashkichim. He works for, we'll have, we're going to try to get him on the, uh, on J-Root in, in upcoming Monday. So not, not this Monday, but an upcoming Monday, whenever that is. So please uh, stay tuned, and you'll be able to hear him, the mashkich of the year. There's a lot of questions that are coming in. Okay, well, let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hi. What is pineapple? Is pineapple a problem? Is what? Pineapple. Okay, pineapple is definitely a problem, and I'm not going to waste your time and my time explaining it. I tell you to go to our website. We have a website just for insect infestation. It's called Bug Free Kosher. B-U-G-F-R-E-E, kosher. And we have a picture there and explain the whole thing to you. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So if that and the gonna, solution also, what you got to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Really? Uh, and and if you okay. need it, and we had it in print in the magazine about two years ago, but you did missed it. You have to keep. You have to read the magazine just to get up your stay up to date. Go ahead, another caller. Go ahead. Your aunt Cash is on the air. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I have a. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. Hi. I had a question about rice. Um, I've purchased rice many times and with hashgachas, and I'm finding bugs and. Uh, it has nothing to do with it, it has nothing to do with hashgachas. It may have to do with the company that makes the rice. It may have to do with the the, the, the place where you're buying it. It may have to do with your house. It, 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 if you store some people, what they do. If you're having problems, what some people do is they take these things and put it into plastic bags, the ones that have the seal, and you will not have probably anything afterwards with that. I can't I guarantee. Know, but it's, it's fresh from, from uh, Costco. It's basmati and regular parboiled, and both of them have this issue. It, it, I'm sorry. Parboiled the, rice? Parboiled, uh, you know, the, the, the regular rice that people eat, and basmati and... Both of them had the issue. I looked closely enough. Are these are these boxes or plastic things? One one is a they're both plastic bags. Well, again, um, the, again, I can't, again, I can't comment on it. Right. I what, no, no. I want to explain to you. It's a storage problem. Where the storage uh-huh. problem is, I don't know. It could be the right. store you bought it in. It could be the company that made it. It could be in your house. If you didn't keep it in your house, if you just used it the day you bought it, so we, could, we limited it down to these two possibilities. It could be uh-huh. that store. Now, some of the times, um, some packages stay on the shelves. Normally, there's a, there's a turnaround time of a couple of weeks or something, and usually they, the, the store tries very much to get the, the, the old schorah out before the new schorah comes in. But that isn't always possible. So sometimes you could get a bag that's sitting there a long time. I don't know. These in are in general, are you supposed to check rice or not? What you should do, anything, rice, um, uh, noodles, things like this that are stored and do tend to have these insects in them. You should uh-huh. put, it on, you can put it on a plate, a, a white paper plate, and just sort of mush around a little bit and see that, and push them off to the side and see if there's anything in there. You could also uh-huh. check the bag. You also should check the bag because sometimes in the little pieces left in the bag, there may be things moving around or you might see uh, them. Thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. Take good care. Thank you. Okay. We have, um, okay. So we only have another minute. So let me just uh, let, let everybody know that uh, we're coming out now with the next issue of the magazine, and that is uh, going to have the Mashkir of the Year. We're going to have an interview with him, and the Kosher Fest write-up about all the new products that come out from Kosher Fest. If you're interested in getting the Kosher's magazine, call us at 718-336-8544. You can reach us there during the week on other issues as well, 718-336-8544. And uh, also, I'd like to let you know that we have three shiurim a week on Yoridea. Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, Sunday night at 8.30, and Thursday night at 8.30. There are three separate groups that will learn with us Yoridea. If anybody's interested in that or your husband is interested in it, you can call us at 718-336-8544. We are also planning to add another night on Wednesday night. 
So if anybody's interested in starting your idea from scratch, Basa Bacholov, right at the beginning, call us at 718-336-8544, and we will be able to give you the information about the Wednesday night program, which we hope to start within a week or two. Again, 718-336-8544, if you want to reach us during the week for any cautious matters. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful week.